Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore YouTube's future, YouTube analytics, and a whole lot more with Jessica Stansberry. If you want to understand how to benefit from everything that's changing with YouTube, then you're going to want to stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. By the way, Social Media Marketing World is literally five weeks away. So if you've been thinking of going, now's the time to come to San Diego, experience world-class training from the best marketers in the world, covering Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and so much more. TikTok, you name it, we got it. All you got to do is visit socialmediamarketing.world to get your all-access ticket and get yourself to San Diego. And if you can't travel, we've got live streaming tickets and on-demand tickets. Again, socialmediamarketing.world. And now for this week's expert guest, Jessica Stansberry is the host of the Hey Jessica podcast and founder of Hey Jessica, a company designed to help businesses grow with YouTube. Her courses include YouTube rock stars and the YouTube starter toolkit. I was recently at social media marketing world and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Welcome to the show, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's super awesome to have you on the show. We've got a lot of news to talk about specifically related to YouTube. So YouTube's CEO, Susan, we're not going to try to pronounce her last name. We're just going to okay. call her Susan, okay? Announced a whole bunch of new priorities for YouTube. And in particular, the first one we're going to talk about is podcasting. What does she say about podcasting? Because that's personally fascinating to me, obviously. Yeah. So as YouTubers for a while, as people who are in the YouTube space for a while, that YouTube wants to move into a podcasting 
kind of space because they have been experimenting with their own podcast. They have their own audio only podcast now on the platform. And she basically just came out and confirmed everything <laughs> that we, we were thinking for months that podcasting is going to be more of a part of the platform. Now, I'm really interested to see how this happens because just like shorts, I want to see how it works, you know, because people get on YouTube to see a certain type of content. And so when we bring in a different type of content, I feel like there's got to be a different way to access it or a different way to know that that's what you're about to watch. So it'll be really interesting to see where it goes. But I'm like you, I really like the idea of this. I think it's a great idea. And I think it's something that podcasters for years have tried to do use YouTube as a host for their podcast. And it's always kind of just flopped, right? Because that's not how it was built. Well, I know you're a podcaster and we have multiple shows. This is one of three at social media examiner. What we've done to prepare for this is on our brand new show, which is called crypto business. We are publishing that as a YouTube, basically podcast mm -hmm. every single week on the crypto business podcast channel, which is just youtube.com slash C slash crypto business podcast. We also started doing that for the social media marketing podcast. So starting with episode 499, we are now going to be recording those in videos and also publishing those on the main social media examiner channel, you know, with mid roll ads turned on and all that kind of stuff. So I do think in the beginning, it's probably just going to be like longer talking head videos but I can envision it's going to go the way shorts is going to go. We're going to talk about shorts a little bit in this evolution a little bit later. And what I like about what they said is they believe this is going to be an integral part of the creator economy. Mm -hmm. And as you know, everybody who's listening know YouTube has some of the biggest creators in the world. So if they really embrace this, I'm excited about it. Speaking of creators, they've got some creator support they're going to be doing. Talk to us about that also. Yeah. So with the podcasting or just in general, creator support? Just in general, like what are they doing to help support creators? Because it looks like they're hiring some more people to kind of be there for creators and stuff like that. Yes. Have you ever tried to contact YouTube? <laughs> it's not a fun experience, you know? So this is a welcome change. This is something that I think most creators are going to get behind, but they're hiring new people who are going to provide creators like more specific help when it comes to like policy violations and timestamps. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Different things like that. Okay. So backstory, a long time ago when I first got monetized for some reason, like six months in, I couldn't get my money for whatever reason they weren't paying me. Wow. I could never get in touch. I wasn't big enough yet to have like, you know, a YouTube brand support person. And so I couldn't get in touch with anybody. And so I think it's really important that they are putting people in place that are literally designed to help creators overcome those problems when it comes to, you know, like I said, like timestamps and policy violations, because half the time creators don't even know they've done a policy violation. They don't even know that something has happened that could be a problem. So having somebody we can reach out to and that can help us is going to be magical. Yeah. And by the way, we don't have that over on Facebook. We don't have that on Instagram, right? So this is a big move in the right direction. Yeah. Talk to us about shorts. What did Susan say specifically about what's going on with shorts? 
So mostly she talked about the remix feature. So everybody knows TikTok. On TikTok, you can stitch. And so you can take somebody's TikTok and you can add your commentary to the end of it, or you can put them side by side. Instagram now has that with Reels where you can, I forget what they call it on Instagram, but you can do the same thing. You can have your content next to someone else's. And honestly, that's always done the best for me on Instagram. So she has talked now about expanding the ability to remix shorts. I think they were playing around with it for a while. I knew a few creators who had it. But basically now, if you see someone short out there that you like and you want to answer or add something to, you can take it and remix it into your own content while still giving credit to the other person. That's cool. Also, they've introduced some new commerce features. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about what they plan to do. Obviously, there's so much money going on on YouTube. And if they make it easier to sell products, like, for example, what Instagram has been trying to do and others, I think that's going to be advantageous, right? Absolutely. So shopping has been available for creators for a while, but it's very limited in like how you can do it and what platforms you can use and when you get access to that feature. So I believe she said that they were going to start bringing shopping to more creators so that they can integrate things like Shopify into their shop. And I actually think it's really cool. I've had this on my channel for a while. I just have my merch available there, but I have all of my merch available under all of my videos. And that way, if somebody wants to buy something, they can. But what I don't have are my courses or my digital products. And that is going to be coming down the pipeline too. That is something they're working on and really integrating the way people actually shop on the internet into YouTube, which I think is spectacular. Okay. Last week on this show, we talked about how Instagram and Facebook are working to integrate NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Everybody's probably heard the word, maybe doesn't understand it. <laughs> and now Susan comes out and says, we're focused on expanding the YouTube ecosystem to help creators capitalize on emerging technologies, including NFTs. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'll give some comments on this since I got the crypto business podcast. Please do. So <laughs> this is not my expertise. I think that this is a big deal for a lot of reasons because Twitter has announced they're doing stuff. Instagram has announced they're doing stuff. Facebook has announced they're doing stuff. In the beginning, I think this is going to be potentially profile pictures that can be NFTs. You see people do this with the board ape. Yacht Club and CryptoPunks and other stuff like that. But I do think that eventually NFTs are going to be kind of integrated in really powerful ways that we can't even imagine right now. So imagine if you are, have a really big audience on YouTube and maybe there's going to be a way to allow people who have purchased one of your NFTs to get access to a special channel just for them. So I can totally imagine that coming because People are selling not just NFTs for images, but also for access. And I feel like that could be really, really fascinating. Or if people can use their YouTube videos to sell NFTs, we just talked about commerce, right? Which is typically physical products. But imagine if there was like this digital crypto-based commerce with NFTs coming. I think that would be absolutely fascinating. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like. But the fact of the matter is that we've got all the major platforms seemingly focused on it, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, now YouTube. I would imagine LinkedIn is going to be next, you know? So this is all fascinating stuff that we'll try to cover in future episodes when we learn a little bit more about it. Do you have any thoughts on it from your perspective? Yeah, I also think it's really cool. Again, I'm not an expert in NFTs at all or crypto or anything of that nature. So I was really glad when I saw that on the list of things to talk about. I'm like, I'm glad Mike's going to be there because that is not me. But I do think that 
there's going to be some major possibilities here. I actually believe it was Colin and Samir put out a podcast episode, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, talking about the potential of NFTs with YouTube. And they were specifically talking about like high level, you know, how this could really get awesome for the creator. And I can see a lot of large creators who are already into the crypto and NFT world being the leaders in this space and thinking ahead of even maybe YouTube, what YouTube can think or what other creators can think. By the way, for folks that want to learn more about it, I'm going to make a little plug of the crypto business (laughs) podcast because today, literally we just dropped with Brian Fanzo about NFT for beginners and everything you need to know. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it everywhere you want to listen to podcasts. I know you probably want to learn more about it like everybody else does. So go check that episode out. All right. YouTube has made some updates to analytics. Tell us what do we need to know? What's changed here on the analytics front? Because I love me some analytics. I do too. I'm a big fan of analytics. The biggest one that they talked about is in your advanced analytics. And it's basically this like plot chart. Basically, it takes all of your videos and plots them in a certain area for the time frame that you're looking at. So if you're seeing the line and you've released six videos over here and seven videos in the last seven days or whatever, it's going to plot each of them kind of on a line to see which ones are doing best. So you can see the ones at the top are your best performing and the ones at the bottom are your worst performing, which is pretty cool, but also not that far-fetched from what we've already had. We've already been able to see that. You know, everybody gets the confetti when they have a number one video in the dashboard and whatever else. But the cool part is they have added this little button on it. When you click on one of your videos, you can then click and see other videos you have created that have a similar topic. So then you can go through those videos and you can say, okay, maybe I should do more of this type of video because obviously it's performing really well. And you can look at it based on like 24 hours, kind of see what is performing the best in that 24 hour or 48 hour like jump from when you release it and see how you can create more of those videos. They've also got this videos contributing to audience growth card. Is that the same thing or is that something totally different? No, it's a little different and we've had this for a while and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know that I love it. I don't know that it's useful. What is it trying to tell you? What is the goal of it? The goal is basically which of your videos are bringing more subscribers back to your channel. Ah, okay. So like not leading to subscribers necessarily, not necessarily leading to views, but of the videos you've done, how many people who've watched that video have then come back for a future video? And so it ranks it on like moderate, high and low. And I rarely ever have one hit high. I always have some sitting in moderate and some sitting in low, but there are videos in the low category that I know for sure netted me so many subscribers and then my views go up in future videos. So I have to wonder how exactly they're tracking this, but it is kind of cool. It's in your standard analytics dashboard. You don't have to go anywhere crazy. It's in the audience tab and it kind of just takes all of your most recent videos and ranks them on high, medium or low category. They also have this shorts remix card. So Again, like I know you mentioned short remixes earlier, but maybe just clarify like what exactly that means and what kind of data we get from this card. Yes. So when you're in your shorts analytics is different than your regular analytics. I feel like they're going to have to really hone in on analytics if they're going to do really long form content like podcasts, 
really normal YouTube content and then shorts, right? So we have a separate dashboard for shorts. And when you go into that, the remix card is going to show you how many people have remixed, what those views look like, and kind of general statistics like that. So you can then see how many people have remixed your videos. Oh, And if you have certain ones that are doing better, right? So if you have these certain videos that are remixing more, some people are remixing them more, then it would probably behoove you, right? To do more of those videos because it's going to get more views all around. So that's basically what it's for is to show how many remixes you've had and kind of what the view counts look like on those. Absolutely fascinating. So let's talk about the media kit yes. for Brand Connect. So first of all, just explain to people what Brand Connect is and then talk about what the media kit is, if you don't mind. Yeah. So the Brand Connect is actually YouTube's special service. So it's through them specifically that helps brands connect with YouTubers. So basically it's like an agency almost, but it's more automated and you know you can just apply and get approved for it kind of situation. So the Brand Connect is that, and you can go apply for that, get approved. And then once you are approved for Brand Connect, you can then access a media kit. And that media kit is just a link you could send to possible brands. You could put it in another document and it's going to show all the pertinent analytics that a brand might want to know. Your views, your views per subscriber, your subscriber number, the growth rate, your CTR, your click-through rates, things like that. And it's just a page on YouTube that is then public that you can send out to people. I have mixed feelings on this because one, a lot of times brands value analytics that don't matter, which I don't love. Right. This whole views to subscriber ratio, I don't love it. I don't love it because a lot of large channels don't have a massive view to subscriber ratio, but they get picked up in search, right? And so I don't love that there's analytics on there that you can't change. You can't fix those. You can't remove some or add some. So I don't love that part. And also a creator like myself, when I'm pitching a brand, I'm pitching multiple platforms. So I'm pitching YouTube, but also Instagram stories because I'm really active there. And there's no way to add other analytics to that or even add your own image or graphic, which would be great. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's got potential. But I don't know that it's like this massive thing that's going to be amazing. Totally hear that. Another feature from Facebook is for channel members, you can finally, I guess, actually download the subscribers. Yep. That's kind of fascinating. This is unusual, I guess. I mean, explain to everybody. I can't believe that didn't exist because if they're paying customers, why would you not be able to download it? But you know, any thoughts on this? Oh yeah. I think that's great. As someone who is big into Facebook ads or running ads to people or emailing people in my email list or whatever the scenario might be, I am a big believer in being able to quote unquote, keep your customers, you know, and keep them close to the vest. And so I think this is great. I don't personally use channel memberships because I have a membership outside of YouTube. But for creators who do, this is great because now you can get back in touch with your channel members. So you could email them. You could run Facebook ads to them. You could run Google ads to them or YouTube ads. I think it's a great place to start. I'd love to see more integration with how that would work with you know ads or things like that or retargeting. Okay. This one's kind of fascinating. The shorts grid. Talk about that. I think we've been waiting for this for a while, right? Absolutely. So before now, anytime you would go to someone's channel and they would have shorts, they would just be integrated with the longs. <laughs> I don't know what to call like a normal YouTube video. Right. 
Well, let's call it the mediums because the podcast are going to be the longs, right? <laughs> right. We're going to have short, medium, and long. I like it. So basically, though, you'd look at their channel and you'd see shorts and you'd see the horizontal version of the short. And a lot of people aren't doing custom thumbnails. So you would just see this like random vertical thing with like a blacked out side. And it messes with the vibe of a channel. I don't love it. And now the shorts grid allows all of that to look vertical. So when you go to someone's channel, when you're viewing their shorts on the homepage, if you go to the video page, it still shows horizontal. But on the homepage, on mobile and on desktop, now if they have shorts, it will show as vertical videos and it looks way cleaner. It's so much better. And for most creators, you would want to have a shorts playlist anyway, because YouTube will let you do that. Say like, oh, all my shorts should be displayed here. And it's going to look so much more streamlined than having a bunch of horizontal videos that weren't meant to be horizontal anyway. Do you recommend putting thumbnails on shorts? Because it kind of seems strange because I would imagine most people aren't going to see them through the shelf, right? Exactly. I mean, it's kind of as broad as it is long. What annoys me about not doing thumbnails with shorts is the horrific screenshots that they pull from those stupid shorts to make them your thumbnail, right? So when I go to look at my shorts and my face is like this, <laughs> yeah. I don't love it, you know? So that's the part where I like thumbnails just as someone who doesn't want my face frozen in a weird way or right. for aesthetics, but you're totally right. I mean, the thumbnail is not what is causing someone to watch a short at all. It's not even remotely close. Well, you know, folks, if we think about the fact that we've got YouTube shorts, we've got YouTube podcasting coming, we've got YouTube regular videos, we've got all these new analytics coming, and then we've got NFTs coming for YouTube. It's like, what the heck, right? There's a lot coming and all these social platforms are competing against each other to roll out all these new features. You got Instagram, you got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got everybody's going nuts. And the truth is that we need some wisdom, right? To know how and what to proceed with. And that's exactly what happens in five weeks from today. And Jessica's gonna be there and I'm gonna be there and I'm talking about social media marketing world here in sunny San Diego, California, where it's like 70 degrees right now and there's no <laughs> snow on the ground. I'm so excited. <laughs> I would encourage you all, grab your tickets, get here to San Diego. And if you cannot attend physically for whatever reason, we understand we've got a live streaming option and we've got an on-demand option. Socialmediamarketing.world is where you get access to everything. Hey, Jessica, tell them where they can find you and what the name of your podcast is. <laughs> yes, the name of my podcast is just Hey, Jessica. And that came because people would always come to me and be like, Hey, Jessica, how do you do this? Hey, Jessica, what about this? And so they just kind of stuck. And that was how I filed my business <laughs> license. So the name of the podcast is Hey, Jessica. And I'd love for them to come find me on YouTube as well. My channel is just my name, Jessica Stansberry. So it's just youtube.com forward slash Jessica Stansberry. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. It's been absolutely amazing. And for folks that are like NFT, NFT, what? Uh, don't forget to check out my crypto business podcast. You can find it on any podcast player platform or on YouTube. And I think you're going to find the rabbit hole goes really, really deep. Until next time, everybody, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. We'll be right back here next week. Have a great day. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.